0: Hustle culture, grind culture, early to rise, late to bed. These used to be standard ways to describe the workplace. Maybe not anymore. A trend sweeping through, quiet quitting. What is it? How should we think about it? Quiet quitting isn't really about quitting. A social media video went viral, garnering nearly nine million views. In it, an employee shared their experience with going above and beyond, but not getting rewarded for it. So she decided to quiet quit. What it means is setting work boundaries, leaving work at work, not doing extra tasks unless compensated fairly, refusing to be taken advantage of. Some bosses are bothered, because they have to shell out for these extra tasks. But employees are saying, this is best. Work, rest, play. Grind culture turns work into everything. Work, rest. Christians know about that. We celebrate the Lord's Day every week, a day of rest, a day to revive our faith once again. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're starting a new series today. Called through it all. As we come to the end of summer, we see children returning to school, family vacations are wrapping up, and pretty soon the temperature will start to drop. Before we know it, we'll be in a new season, and that'll be followed by yet another season. After all, that's what it's like living on planet Earth. And I don't just mean the weather. All of us go through different seasons of life, some better. Some worse, and every season has its own temptations. When things go well, we're tempted to think we don't really need God. And when things go wrong, how often do we wonder if the Lord is really on our side? Well, in God's Word, we read that our Savior will be with us through it all, even the worst of times of our lives. My friend Johnny Erickson Tata learned this the hard way. I can't think of many people who have gone through as much as she has. We talked with her all last week about this, but even as she has spent five and a half decades in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic, she knows that God is with her, sustaining her through it all. And she's convinced that God uses music to help us remember the truths and promises found in His Word. So am I. There are times in our lives when we can't open up our Bibles, driving in traffic, working at a factory, or waiting in line to buy groceries. But we can sing hymns that point us to Jesus and God's truths found in the Bible. Music has a way of getting inside you, doesn't it? It just sticks with you. Maybe there are songs that we haven't heard in years that are in our heads and hearts just the same, especially songs about Jesus. So after our time together on this program, I want to invite you to get a copy of Johnny's brand new book called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls, written to encourage those who are going through hard times, but also to prepare others for when their hard times come. And we all know none of us in this fallen world are excluded from that. Johnny wants every Christian To remember these 25 hymns so we can stand on the promises of God in our lives, even in the hard times. So, we can trust in the Lord and know that He is with us through it all. I believe this unique, new, hardback book of devotions, hymns, lyrics, and music, and photos will encourage your heart right now to look to Jesus, whether you're in a season of suffering or not. Our number for after the program is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, take a look at some of the samples from this new book and make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And it's where we got the title of this week's program. I want you to listen to a famous song now by the late Andre Crouch. Of course, I'm talking about through it all.
1: I've had many tears and sorrow I've had questions for tomorrow There've been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come To only make me strong I've been a lot of places And I've seen millions of faces But there were times That I felt so all alone But in my lonely hour Yet those precious Only I was Jesus let me know That I was his own That's the reason I say that Through it all Mm, Through it all Oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Let me tell you that through it all Oh, through it all to depend upon his word. So I thank God for the mountains And I thank him for the valleys And I thank him for the storms he's brought me through Oh, if I'd never had a problem I'd never know that God could solve them I'd never know what faith in His work could do. That's the reason I say that through it all, mm, through it all. Oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Let me tell you that through it all. To the end of all this world Oh, let me tell you right now Let's do it all Sometime through to the fire Let's do it all My, my, my Lord Oh, I've learned Oh, I've learned And I can see trust in God Let's do it all Let me tell you Let's do it all I and shame to to upon upon
0: We had him on the program before he died. He's with the Lord now, pastor to church, wrote sound beds for movies in Hollywood. But most of all, you love Jesus, Andre Crouch, and through it all, opening this haven today. And that's what we're calling our series this week. I'm Charles Morris. Suffering and trials are difficult. We all have to face them, and we all face them to different degrees and at different times. And that's what we're focusing on this week. How can we remain steadfast in the Lord In the midst of our hardships and challenges, how can we trust that through it all, Jesus stays with us to love us and protect us? Johnny Erickson Tata had to learn this, and joining me today is someone else who knows firsthand what it's like to have an unexpected challenge thrown her way. Yet through it all, she's found a deeper and deeper love for Christ and a joy that can only come by his grace. Her name is Ashley Belknap. She's the executive director for an organization called Engaging Disability with the Gospel. And it's not just a job for her as a member of her conservative Presbyterian denomination, the PCA. It's her life. Ashley Belknap, welcome for the very first time to Haven today.
2: Yeah, thank you for inviting me.
0: Ashley, what was it like for you to give birth to children? with disabilities.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think for every young family when you're you're so excited about having your first child and the children that follow, you you never know what you're going to be getting into with the the packages that God gives to us in those children. And so, especially in disability, you don't always know that disability is going to impact your family before your children arrive. And so our firstborn came nine weeks early. Our twins came 10 weeks early. Um, All of our children had various delays in development, regressions at times, lots of um, really challenging moments for being young parents who don't always know what you're doing as you're figuring your children out. Um, and so working to the place of getting diagnoses for our boys, um, two of whom have autism, one has learning disabilities. Everybody's ears and eyes are a little bit off. Um, language has been limited. Behaviors have been intense sometimes. And it, it wasn't what we expected, which I think is a theme that can resonate with so many families and may not be one that you always talk about, but. It wasn't the package that we thought each of our boys would come with. However, the journey that we've been through with them has taught us more hands down than anything else that we've gone through in life. And I would not trade them for the world.
0: So as you and your husband navigated how to raise your children, Ashley, how did that affect your church and even your home life?
2: Yeah, so we we a couple that were heavily involved in our local church, and I taught all the ladies Bible studies, and my husband was chairman of the deacons. We were there every time the church was open and loved having families over. And so when, when disability impacted our family, it really did change immediately the things that we were able to do or not do. And it wasn't by choice. And I think that's one of the things that you're just unprepared for, that there are going to be these places and spaces in life that you want to take a step and engage in, but you're going to find that you can't due to invisible barriers that are present in the context or perhaps um, genuine barriers that are present in your own family. And so we learned a lot in those early years about our own, um, our own desire to be able to push forward and to do the things we always did and to learn that we couldn't navigate them in the same way. And so there was a lot of internal change. If I had to really quantify what the Lord did, he he didn't change um, the disability diagnoses. He instead changed the people. And in that he taught us how to navigate church in a new way. He taught us how to build friendships at paces our children could handle. He taught us how to uh, learn to support and buoy limited language and behaviors that are being used for communication. He taught us how to adapt our teaching and how to love really well those that uh, maybe don't always fit into the box that we've created at church um, and since then he you know has used our children in ways within the church that we never could have imagined i watched one of mine who is, has a letter writing ministry of his own and will write letters to people in our church and they tend to arrive on just the right days that those people need a little bit of sunshine in their mailbox and i've seen things small gifts being cherished and nurtured in our kids at church whether it's just being given the the opportunity to hold the door open for children's church as our kids all exit. But each week that's his role. And so he's become more known and loved because he has a visible spot to serve. Um, Just watching how much the Lord has taught us through what they have gone through and that the things that really matter the most are not overcoming the suffering Um, or whatever disability diagnosis you might be navigating, but instead allowing him to create that deep, great joy that is in the midst of the hard. No, it might not look like what we're wanting it to look like, but when we lay that down and let the Lord use it, there is such deep joy and there is such um, tangible ways of how God makes the body of Christ stronger by using the weaker members.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that incredible story of grace. I wonder, is there a particular hymn that is ministered to you and your family as you've walked together through these challenges?
2: Hymns have really been such an important part of the way that God has encouraged my own heart, reminded me of the truths that I know to be from Scripture, but sometimes are harder to believe in the moment when you're living in the hard. And hymns are just a great way to keep singing the gospel truths to yourself until you really believe and feel them again. And so one of the ones that comes to mind is whatever my God ordains is right, his holy will abideth. And when you sing those words back to yourself over and over again, you begin to to change your perspective of wanting to change the will of God and instead um, wanting him to change you Where he's put you and wanting you to be uh, fully used in his will, being able to lay down our own desires and our own rights and our own um, longings and instead love where he has us and to really pick up our our cross and follow him. Um, So I really, I can't say enough about hymns have been an instrument of his grace and his encouragement and his comfort all throughout learning to navigate disability Um, because in the end you disability doesn't go you can't get to the other side of it it is um, it is going to be a long journey in the same direction and one of the things my husband and I pray each day is that we'll be faithful where we are and that we'll find that deep joy in what he brings and so far what he has brought is right and good and we not only wouldn't trade it but we really have been made more fit for heaven because of it
0: thank you so much again ashley belknap for joining me here on haven today your story points us to jesus and it did so in a powerful way as i was listening to ashley reflect on the joys of knowing the lord and trusting in his good plans for us i couldn't help but remember a story from the gospel of mark It's there in chapter 10. Parents of young children, the Greek word tells us they were infants, were trying desperately to bring them to Jesus. They wanted them to be close to him, cared for by him, and even blessed by him. But there was a barrier. The barrier was the disciples and everyone else. And what Jesus did in that moment was astonishing. Do not hinder them. That's what he said. Raising children with disabilities, you realize the barriers that exist among people and in society, even in the church. But removing those barriers can be so freeing. Let them come to me. That's what Jesus said. Do not hinder them from coming to me. In other words, why can't they come too? Just because they're a little inconvenient at times, he loves them just the same. And he makes room for them at his table. And so should we. Ashley's story that we just heard reminds us of the great love of our Lord. He doesn't stand off at a distance and tell us to come, to make our own way, to find him. He comes to us and removes all the barriers that exist so that we can just be close to him and rely on him and trust in his saving grace through it all. He is faithful. Through it all, He redeems us. And through it all, He will lead us to His glory.
3: been drinking, may bitter seem to my faint heart, I take it all on stream.
0: Those lyrics are significant, written in 1675 by Samuel Rodagast. Whatever my God ordains is right, his holy will abideth, I will be still. Whatever he doth, and follow where he guideth, and follow where he guideth, he is my God. Though dark my road, he holds me that I shall not fall. Wherefore? To him I leave it all. Let's pray. Lord, we read in scripture where you lead us by the hand. You walk beside us. You never leave us alone. So whether we have children with disabilities, or we have illness coming into our own lives, or whether we face death's door, and we're doing it right now. We find what you ordain is right, and you will always lead us by your proper path. Turn our griefs away. Patiently, we wait for you. And we know that we don't need to be of faint heart, because you lead us every day anew and give us sweet comfort to fill our hearts, knowing that. Even if not today, someday pain and sorrow shall depart. We pray this now in the name of King Jesus, the strong one. Amen. We at Haven Ministries want to help you remember the promises of God through it all, even the hard seasons of life. And Johnny Erickson Tata agrees with that. And that's exactly what she wants to share with you in her new hardback book called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. The book has been a blessing in my own life. I've got it on my desk right now, as well as many others are being impacted. Well, in many ways, Johnny's is acting like a song leader, guiding us through pain and weariness towards heartfelt praises to God. I want you to have this new book as we finish summer together. It's filled with photography, sweet devotionals that she's written, as well as the music and lyrics for each of those 25 hymns. And it's yours for your gift to Haven today. You just need to call us right now and mention Johnny. We'll know what you're talking about. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, take a look at samples from the book and a special video we shot with Johnny. And our web address is haventoday.org. HavenToday.org. And a reminder as we have to go, why don't you consider coming to Israel with me? We're going late this November after the American Thanksgiving. I hope you can join me on this trip. I think it would impact your life, your service to Christ, your understanding of Christ and His Gospel and the Bible you'll never be the same. So on our website, haventoday.org, click on the banner at the top of our homepage, haventoday.org, and that'll tell you all about the trip to the Holy Land. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me and starting your week with me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And together, we'll share the great story through it all. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the business world, one thing that's always spoken of is your elevator pitch. You only have maybe a minute, and your chance at landing a big account or getting someone to fund your idea is on the line. What would you say? Your elevator pitch. And sometimes I wonder if there's a better elevator pitch for the gospel than John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's it. John's elevator pitch for Christ, and it's centered on God's love. Jesus didn't come to make God love us. He came because God loves us. That changes everything. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.